Welcome to episode 76 of Nobody Special. In this episode, we talk about deconstructing your faith and pursuing Jesus genuinely. The Gospel Outpost presents Nobody Special. Welcome to Nobody Special, to Nobody's Talking About the Somebody Who Matters. I'm Danny, the headache boy and host of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, your other host of Nobody Special. This is a podcast where uh, two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. Caleb, I have had a headache all day. And wow, like all the day trim in your voice is just made just, it sound like you're about to sob. At yeah, that <laughs> it's just been the kind of like small headache that you're fine, but, but you are gonna snap really it like the first it. person, you know, like yeah. it's there. I'm it's, fine. It's kind of if, if I had to compare it to something, I'd compare it to a guy that just follows a around all day but just and tapping a drum but just like slightly yeah it it's it's it isn't that it's annoying it's that it's annoying because it's just there so anyway um also another thing that i don't think has been helping is i think i've been like dehydrated for three days because have you been drinking water well i need to drink more i know that much yeah um and part of it i blame because of our new is it called a hobby what is it a hobby? What working out? Yeah, is no. it a hobby? What That's do we just call something that? You should do. So. It's just a thing we're doing. <laughs> yeah, can we call it a hobby so I'll actually be more prone to do it? A hobby? Yeah, it's a hobby. Yeah, hobbies are fun. Yeah, it is. It is fun. I actually am really enjoying it. I've gone more times without you than I have with you, but that's all right. You went without me. He he texted me. He's like, left my shampoo bottle at the gym. Yeah. I was like, you went to the gym without me? Jerk. So I no, went twice okay, without so, him. <laughs> so, no, no, this is a big deal for me. It's actually the first time I've showered at a public shower. Oh, yeah, I'm not showering there. Just yeah. Kidding. I'm well, like, I, I'm I like, had to because I had to go to the disciple group immediately after it, or I just wasn't going to get in a workout. Yeah. And um, I had to shower because I didn't want to go smelling like death. Um, and it was just like. Yeah. I don't know how to do this. Like, I brought all my clothes and my dirty clothes because I'm not going to be that old man who just... Why is it the old men (laughs) are always in the showers at gyms? No, no, not that they're in the showers. (laughs) It's that they're coming out of the showers sans towel. I don't know. But I do know what you're talking about. I mean... Because I know this is... Ladies, does this happen in your locker rooms that the old... The ladies just come out and be like, I'm old. Here it is, everyone. Yeah. Here's everything. Because that's that what is... the old men do. And and there's some kind of thought behind it because they're still wearing shower flip-flops. So they put yeah. on something they've thought through. I'm Gosh, dead serious. That is the first time, first time in like 10 years I had a, a gap of preserving my, my eyeballs from – this is – from – no, we got to go. No, 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 I'll do it because I've been there. There are some things that you don't w- want to glance at, but you have to. It's just like, duh, 
Duh. Yeah, I went Duh. to my I went <laughs> to my friends I went to my friend's gym, and I was walking through the locker room, and that is where it happens. It's just a thing, and it was an old man, and right. it's always old men. Right. They're just very what comfortable. What are you looking at? <laughs> it's, Oh, mm, I had an answer to that, but we're gonna skip it. <laughs> we're just we're, just, we're not, not in the right it. direction. In fact, what I, are we in the first five minutes, I'm, and this has just gone super downhill? <laughs> I'm just gonna tell the audience what I'm doing. I'm typing what it was I was gonna say because I know you'll be able to see it. Oh my gosh, I don't uh, want to see it. Well, turns but, out I can't type anyway. That's probably fine. Yeah. So, that is um, no, no. So, been exercising. More, I'm still in pain from like three days ago. Yeah, good. Like Danny is hilarious because he says that he uh, he knows his limit. Yeah, I do. And uh, that's not I funny. Him that's like accurate. Three reps over what he said he could no, do. No, but that. But every other time, it's it's like give me one more, and I'm like I don't have it. I don't. It's going to crush my chest. I'm, <laughs> oh my I, god! I don't have it. The those final two. <laughs> Are pushed out by hate, um, hatred of Caleb. No, no, it, it, it's mostly self hatred. It's like push it up, you fat turd. You know, oh like that's gosh. yeah. No, that's what's in my brain. By the way, um, that's not a joke. No, you've it's been worse. doing good though because uh, I have been pushing you. And have you been pushing me to the limit? I would say yeah. And that's why I'm scared. When and we're you in went it by yourself. Yeah. No, I just did cardio. You for real? I don't know what I'm doing on those things. I did yeah. schedule an appointment, so I'm gonna have somebody talk to me. Wow, they, a professional. They said, not Caleb. <laughs> they had um. Well, no, they're gonna plan out a thing, and um, you know, there's a five questionnaire that I was just having to resist the sarcasm urge because it said like, "Do you have any injuries?" And I almost said, "Not yet," but working on it. You know, like because <laughs> of my, oh my technique, gosh. which is terrible. Um, yeah. You got to keep those shoulders the, the, back. The goals I have, they asked about goals, and I said, I want to jiggle less. Oh, my gosh. So I'm just making it fun for whoever gets that, and it's like, oh, one of these. Oh, Danny. Okay. Yeah. I shouldn't be allowed in public. And then they're yeah. just not going to take you serious, and then they're going to be like, uh, you know what? Skip this application. <laughs> that was scary. Sorry, we just had Sorry. a creepy noise from outside. Right. <laughs> God. <laughs> Sorry. I'll cut that out. Um so, so what about Caleb? Uh, it's been it's been kind of a crazy few days of news. Have you been keeping up? Um, no, I really haven't. I've just kind of ignored it all, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, but I, I guess am... I'm going to be exposed to it right now. Okay, so all right, as I was planning this show, there were two things. Well, no, there was one thing I wanted to talk about, and one thing I felt as if I needed to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, this is the thing I needed to talk about. There have been two mass killings over the past few days in, I think, Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, Texas. So, so first of all, I'm not going to get into any politics of either side. I'm not yeah. going to do it because it's a waste of time. People are on the campaign trail. They're just trying to blame each other. It's a, And video it, games. It's a colossal... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Danny, We Wolfenstein? did it again. Danny, how could you play that game? Do Come you on. know how video games are connected to mass shootings? Not. They're not. <laughs> they're they're not. All the studies have said, like, yeah, that's not it. That's not it. Yep. Could be the fatherless home epidemic and um, everything else. But overall, they're not connected. But um, boom. 
they are trying to tie a few of them to uh, white supremacist groups and that kind of stuff. And like um, KKK, not the KKK. I just wow, that's first. (laughs) Well, I mean, depends on who is being asked. Some would claim that the Republican Party is a bunch of white nationalists. Which is a unfair and incorrect um, overgeneralization, I yeah. think. Uh, and then other times people are saying, it's like, well, th- but there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I'm not going to let you get off the hook either. There's absolutely something wrong with it. Right. Um, so, so, but oftentimes people have come out on, on, on the Democratic side and said, well, how come nobody's denouncing it and this kind of stuff? So I wanted to take a bit of time and just kind of say this. Feel free to jump in at any point. Uh, oh, yeah. Over the past few days, we've seen two mass killings. And I, uh, yeah, I'm i not going to go over any of the morbid details, but instead take some time to affirm some biblical truths. To be honest, I'm, not, I'm trying to not be accused of sweeping a stance under the carpet by not addressing it. Yeah. To be fully and 100% clear, there is no room in Christianity to have any kind of bigotry, racism, or any kind of supremacy. The only supremacy in keeping with Christianity is the supremacy of Christ. Period. That is it. White supremacists can carry an ideology that is inconsistent with Christian Leafs and core doctrines that all people are created in the image of Not God. Can they do? <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Oh, oh, did I say can? Yeah. I wrote this down so I wouldn't do this. A white supremacists carry an ideology that is inconsistent with the teachings of Jesus Christ. Right. It just can't fit. Yeah. It does not fit. That's Be- not to say, like, anyone, if, if you have those feelings of racism or white supremacy inside you, um, and you are a Christian, uh, that's not to say there's not hope for you. And that's, right. There's not to say that the right. sanctification is not at work mm-hmm. inside of you. Um, but I hope that you know um, that it is it is not right. It is completely right. sideways to what Christian Christianity and uh, Christ believes. Right. And it's... Uh, yeah. All people are created in the image of God. And to try and claim any person is a sub-person, that is just, that's an evil ideology. And I, I'm i also being clear to his point. Those ideologies are inconsistent. However, people can still come to Christ. It is a mm-hmm. matter of putting down those things we hold and submitting tr- to the truth and grace of Jesus Christ. Period. If you're still struggling with those things, that's okay mm-hmm. because as, as long as you're struggling, too. Yeah, struggle as long is as okay. you are going against the grain, which is right. what struggling is, right? then uh, good. But right. like, yeah, just do your best. <laughs> right. It's a, uh, talk it's a to tricky people, thing. Though. I mean, y- y- talk to people. I, the, um, I know this got talked about on a previous uh, podcast, the kid from Park L- 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 or uh, Cameron 
because something. Anyway, he at a point had been a staunch anybody that's pro 2A is just trying to kill kids and murder them and all that because he came out of Parkland High School or no, uh, Majority Stone Douglas Mm -hmm. High School. And just in his touring, he talked to a ton of people and got to uh, know them. And and he scaled back a couple of his stuff. Of his thoughts that not everybody doing this is just a crazy a murderer or anything else. Yeah. It, it, they're not just the talking points that people kind of claim they are. They're different. They're they're actual people. And the more I get to know another person, the, the more I can care about that person. It's the same thing for other genders, races, everything else. They're all created in the image of God. Right. And all of us struggle through certain things. Seriously, um, yeah. So that isn't to excuse any of the ideology or the actions that have occurred in the past couple of days. Yeah. They're inexcusable. They're evil. They're wrong. And I'm I'm not going to fluff that up. Yeah. But the the beauty of the cross is that it split the person and the action. And there's grace to any person that comes to Christ and bows before him. Mm-hmm. If 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 I don't ever speak up enough against these types of groups, you know, similar to the KKK, that kind of stuff, it's because, to be honest, they're not worth my time. And that's just the truth of it. These are people that have dedicated to a, a racist and bigoted ideology that are inconsolable and can't be argued against or debated or anything else. And so um, coming out to say that the KKK is racist and bad to me just feels lazy and softballing it because yeah. everyone agrees oh, with we that. Didn't know that yeah everyone agrees with I think that where it no, lies they got some good quality shut up where it lies is oh. like in my opinion because racism is it's a thing that i would say is over generalizing a race um and that can come in I mean, well, I say, I say that lightly. I think that that is an attribute that comes from it. Right. Um, Yeah. In a negative way. Right. Of course. Um, Like, to be honest, I mean, I have this in my past, but like, I'm thinking I'm I'm still struggling with it, but I get better. But overgeneralizing black males specifically, like straight up when I was uh, like, this was. This was a while ago. I used mm-hmm. to be a uh, a sign turner. That was my first job at a place called Java <laughs> Game House. And he was that guy. And I was on the side of the road in a not so nice area. Um, and I was just sign turning away. Hold on. On the corner. Is that not a nice area? No, I mean it's an all right area. But I, I mean, like, I it's almost not, moved there. It's <laughs> not Nakati. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, but this group of like probably eight. Black males, you know, they're probably, you know, above their 20s, but they were coming down the sidewalk and I legit like overgeneralized and I was like kind of scared, to be honest, because I was out there alone and I just completely, you know, overstepped in in my mind. I think that even with white people, you can you can kind of Mm -hmm. see attributes that you should be worried for your safety. Right. Um, Like that is a thing. You know, it doesn't matter if they're white. Uh, black, Asian, you know, there's there's things where people, you can sense that they're unstable. But in this scenario, 
there, I really had nothing to go on except right. for the color. <laughs> and and they were walking down the street, and as soon as they came by me, they were super nice. And they mm-hmm. were like, what's up, man? How are you doing? And I was like, hey, I'm good. And mm-hmm. it was really just made me feel like a turd. And that was honestly, right. that was like the moment in, in my life that right. completely opened up my eyes. Right. Because, like. Yeah, and as, as harsh as it as it sounds, you should feel like a turd there. Yeah. No, like, I should and, <laughs> yeah. and I've had those same kind of moments of, I feel kind of like a turd. And, and, and someone's called me out on it too and said, good, because you should feel yeah. like a turd there. And if you want to judge me and say, oh, how could you think that? Uh, you do it too. I know that right. everyone does that. Right. So it doesn't matter if, right. you, if you're black too. I mean, people do that to everyone. Like different. Yeah. It, it's really just... It's a uh, it's a it's, thing that I did, and I think that a lot of people do. As, but I think as that's, people, it's in our nature to both categorize in the easiest way possible, mm-hmm. because I mean, you know, it's based in I don't have enough time to think about every person as an individual, so I make mental shortcuts, and most some of the time they're accurate too. Right. Um, the problem comes if I've created these kinds of shortcuts based on non-information or not accurate information. Right. And it ends up being prejudiced against a group of people that, oh, yeah. no, they're just this or that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, to them, at that point, that isn't a, a mental kind of a shortcut. It's, it's a um, – it's, it's a prison yeah. that I've put them in. Exactly, and, yeah. And I think it's important that all of us do take the time to every now and then stop and say, okay, that thought, mm-hmm. why did I have that thought? Yeah, exactly, um, and, yeah. And is that a consistent thought or a thought that's in keeping with the person nature of Jesus Christ? Exactly. That's a, I mean, and that's what I was kind of bringing up with, like, the overgeneralization of a race. I think that that is truly, that's like, that is the common, I would say, kind of racism inside mm-hmm. everyone right is in a negative way like right. i said not in a right. i mean if i mean i guess some people would count that as racist at racism but right but i mean because in that moment like it's just it's wrong and i think it's so small it's at the same time that you can you gotta catch yourself because mm-hmm. like i could have easily been like thought that i was justified in that right when i really wasn't um right and that's like you, or tried to justify it based thing, on no information. Yeah, like well, no, but they, you know, it's their fault for exactly. Like, it's not. It's your and dumb even, fault. And even even if you know someone does look suspicious, no matter what their race, it should be your first goal when they walk by, or if you if they're approaching you, to show Christ to them. First thing I should have done that was like nodded my head and be like, "Hey, how are you guys?" You know, mm-hmm. I should have been the one to right step out is being a Christian, you know, like, um, and that's the thing that is super Mm -hmm. important is to be, to go first in those situations. Cause I think that shows, that shows a lot, especially nowadays where, you know, it is super Mm -hmm. white supremacy and being a white male. Right. But yeah, I mean, any, any kind of racial prejudice in any, or, it doesn't even have to be a race, but ideological prejudice, that kind of thing, that I'm judging a person based on non-information or inaccurate info is problematic and inconsistent mm-hmm. 
with Christianity. Yeah. Now, to be clear, the th- I, the thing I'm not saying is that all be- beliefs are compatible to Christianity. That isn't the thing I'm saying. But I, it isn't a fair thing to say. Oh, all white people do blank. All black people do blank. All Christians do blank. All Muslims do blank. Mm-hmm. Um, th- these are in- inconsistent to Christ dying on the cross for all people. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I just I wanted to be sure I said something because I'm there's there's nothing to say about this topic other than that a shooting happened. It was bad. It was an evil act. I don't want to get into the political aspects because it we're too close to an election and people are lining up exactly how you think that they're Lining up and Beto's going crazy. Yeah, but he nope. done been crazy. It's uh it's an interesting time so, to be alive. Also, well, real quick, yeah, just be praying for like all those families Absolutely. too. Um, because that is something. Although I feel like we've become kind of numb to shootings and stuff, and especially on. See, I haven't. I mean. Yeah, some like, people I guess haven't, but I mean, I would say I have and that's terrible but it is something that has kind of been there's so much of it now that it's like just kind of i mean it sucks but i it's hard for me to personally right off the bat sympathize you know i have to i think it's over covered Mm -hmm. i i you know that's all i think it is i think it's over covered i think there's two much exposure to it that because news networks go on 24 hours a day, they have to dig into everything, his Facebook activity, all that. They dig it into all this and just play it on a constant stream that I I don't think it's it's the action, but the constant stream of info that all of us are getting and don't know how to process. Yeah. There isn't time to process because it's on to the next thing. So. Right. You know, but yeah, yeah be praying know. for those families and be praying for... Absolutely. Um, you know, even our enemies, uh, mm-hmm. which I, it's hard for me to say that like people who have different beliefs than right. me are an enemy, which I don't think they are, but right. Yeah. They're um, not, they're not, they're not, yeah, people are not the enemy pray for them. You know, the like spiritual dark forces are. Yeah. So, and don't pray for them. They're already gone by praying for our enemy. It's pray for people we perceive to be our, our enemy because they're probably not. Yeah, exactly. So, be praying for everyone, you know, and anyone in these times, and that they would ultimately see Christ through this. And yeah, so mm-hmm. I feel like that's an important thing to say. So, Moving on. <laughs> speaking of considering our own thoughts, Caleb, yeah. we recorded an episode yes. where the articles were starting to come out that Joshua Harris and his wife were separating. Mm-hmm. And I said, leave Joshua Harris alone. Yep. Two days after that, yeah, Joshua Harris posts this big thing on Instagram, talking about how he's deconstructed his faith. Him and his, well, that was the main part. Is he uh, is deconstructing? He deconstructed his faith by by his own standards. He does not consider himself to be a Christian. He's apologizing to all his LGBTQI. A, this is not me trying to be offensive. I'm literally trying to remember Same the plus. acronym. Plus. 
uh, people to to uh, to any of the hurt he may have accidentally caused, and that he is no longer a Christian. Yeah. When I say leave Joshua Harris alone, <laughs> I was not expecting that kind of audible. So, and to be fair, I'm still going to honor the spirit of we need to leave Joshua Harris alone. I'm not, I'm not talking about his marriage. I'm not getting into the theories as to anything I think happened. But there's a topic there that I want to bring up because it's that important. Uh, the idea of deconstructing faith and becoming... Um, the uh, the term that's being thrown out by a good amount of people is unchristian. Mm-hmm. It's people that they had been Christian and have fallen out of that. And it's it's um, it's actually no. The other term is uh, there's the churched, the unchurched, and the dechurched. It's people that they had been in church and then at some point they just fell away. Um, and and they're growing a group to the point that they needed to be called the dechurched. Uh, this is essentially the thing Joshua Harris did, is he de-churched or deconstructed his own thoughts. And and at the end of that, having thought through all of that, he came to the conclusion, I'm not Christian. So there's a lot there mm-hmm. that is, I'm, I'm going to be honest, really terrifying and have been the source of various different phone calls and conversations I've had with people. So I want to have it out here. Yeah. How? What? <laughs> what happened? I think. <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> In my opinion, I mean, it's scary to say this. It genuinely scares me. But in times where, you know, people, especially someone who is very famous and known for his his mm-hmm. Christian literature. Right. That I mean, just the one book, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's only known for like the one book. Yeah, I mean, I think he's had two books, but um, it's it comes down to did they ever really know Jesus? Or I think there's the flip side of that that they did know Jesus and they rebuked him, which I believe is the definition of blasphemy, which is an unforgivable sin in the Bible. Um. The unforgivable sin, not in. There's only one. Uh, blasphemy against the spirit, yes. So that's what that's what I can see. Not necessarily see against Jesus, because people do that one all the time. Well, no, but it's once you have had the Holy Spirit inside mm-hmm. you, and you say you've had a taste of right of the peace and everything, and you right. say, okay, I don't want this. Then there's no there's no more for right. you because you made that decision. Like you were the one who. Like, even though you still right. believe, but you set it aside. So. Which is a big, that's a big deal. I don't think. Right. And I think that there's there's that. And then there is, did they even truly know Jesus? Did they right. taste his glory? And because I would argue that if you have, um, it would be a very hard case to pull you away from Christianity. Like, that's what mm-hmm. I believe, you know, perseverance of the saints um, is mm-hmm. what that means, in my opinion, is right. that they right they can't persevere. lose their salvation. So if they did, then they never really had it to begin with. Yeah. So all right. Well, I'm gonna back up a little bit. Also, okay. Kevin De 
young get uh, um great pastor. He he's he's amazing. I love that guy. Um they had started a group in the early days of the Gospel Coalition of the Young Restless and Reformed and mm-hmm. uh, they all got together to pray over each other to encourage each other and all that and a good amount of them became big uh, names in Christianity Joshua Harris Kevin is a part of them he's actually he's a fairly decent name in Christianity um, yeah. and just at some point in there a few members have fallen away from the faith and so Kevin actually put out a, a, a blog post on where they may have failed as the gospel co Listen and how they're going to be checking into their processes a bit to see about uh, promoting these people too high, too fast. Kevin's perspective, as I understand it, is that this guy had been young and promoted very quick in an untested faith. Now, personally, just based on um, the amount of stuff I've been following by Joshua Harris, it just comes off as the man is being tested and struggling through that uh, because there are LGBTQ plus friends that are being, you know, injured by the church. Um, that's a whole other debate that we do not have the time to get into on this one. But, um, but, but the perspective I is say debate. I think it's a pretty subtle answer. <laughs> you would, I would agree. Mm-hmm. You would agree. The entire American United Methodist Church would maybe disagree, but you're wrong. Okay, yeah. sorry. That's just want to throw some shade real quick. Um, whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, as I was going through, I was thinking of James, one that 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 says, "Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of." Various kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Mm-hmm. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Yeah. And and I think the idea of our faith being tested isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. But- I mean, and that could be very well what this Mm -hmm. is. And that's another thing, is we from the outside Mm -hmm. will never be able to tell what someone is going through. No. It's just true. Don't try and dissect it. Right. You can speculate. Right. That's it. Because he could could not be a Christian. He could truly not be saved. And he could be, Uh um, you know, just actually never knew Christ and Mm -hmm. made come to know him one day, and mm-hmm. then he may be just tested right now. Right. Those are like the three right. options, in my opinion. And and I'll be honest, I've even had days that uh, I, I've been so angry at God that I wanted nothing to do with him. Um, yeah. And still, I knew it was better to be in the throne room of God angry than any where else putting a happy, dumb smile on my face. Yeah. It's better to be there upset and angry and confused and hurt by God than any other place and be like, no, this is fine. And I'm the I'm same right. way. I mean, I, I haven't really been angry at God too much, mm-hmm. but I've had like sincere doubts right. in Christianity right. at times, which are now resolved in me. But like I I went through like 
three-month period where I was just like, I wouldn't say that I wasn't a Christian, but I basically stepped away from practicing it. Right. Um, just because I was just like, just had to answer those right. questions first. Right. Yeah. Like, w- what is this? What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. That was like that was like the first time I truly mm-hmm. thought about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I just had to, you know, answer those and ask God, which sounds like crazy when you're doubting because you're like, are you even real? Right. And right. It's a uh, again. I'd rather have doubts in the throne room of God. Yeah than to be positive any other place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? So, I mean, I think we all have these different mm-hmm. tests in different areas. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. that could be very well what Joshua Harris is going through. I mean, I think he's going through something, and, I mean, all all the, all the Calvin bros from the YRR are all, they, see, this is the part that, I was, all right, I was talking to somebody about I was talking to Evan that this is the part that theology becomes very very important because it's not just a debate of topic or doctrine or orthodoxy or anything else because these are people that tend to hold to the preservation of the saints they're all very into that they dig scripture and all that and they're having to say at this point that their friend who they've been in his house that they've met his kids his ex a wife, that they've prayed over each other, that they've held each other accountable, uh, that they've struggled through all these things, that either, either, and and this is, <laughs> these are the options that are terrible for them, is that they either, all of them missed that they did not have an authentic faith, or that this man has fallen away and cannot return. Yeah. And they have all all of them, to some extent, have backpedaled a bit and said, it is our hope that he comes back to Christ. Yeah. And I'm like... That is <laughs> sincerely what you right. got to... Uh, right. What you have to do. Right. And it's... Uh, it's theology and doctrine is important because of these moments here. And it's terrifying. I like... Yes. It genuinely Absolutely. terrifies me to think that I, you know can see all of these different people mm-hmm. around me who who are my friends, mm-hmm. who I think are good Christians mm-hmm. that truly love Jesus, and to think that they don't actually know him mm-hmm. and that one day they might step away. Like, there's right. so many different things that could happen. And that's why uh, I think people will kind of miss the importance of, you know, praying for everyone like mm-hmm. of course we should be praying for the unreached and the people who haven't become christians yet um but you should also be praying for your friends who you know mm-hmm. are christians for your church for right. all of that stuff because and, it's just it's mm-hmm. crazy important it is crazy important and i'll take that a step beyond that too to not only pray for them but pray w- with them yeah get together and pray together yeah. Um, I, I was actually, there was a, um, I had actually been thinking about this topic for like three weeks. Um, and then all this stuff happened and then I caught another kind of a sermon on this kind of thing on the brotherhood coming together of uh-huh. struggling together of calling each other out. Uh, there's a sermon I caught today from the guy I showed you whose name I don't remember and don't know how to pronounce. Is it JR? No, JR is the other guy. JR. Who? Uh, Lourdes or something. There will be know. a 
link in the comments to the sermon, but it was on this kind of thing, and talking about how they had a group of them who came together to hold each other crazy accountable and call each other out on each other's stuff. And they had a time, you know, in a group text that one of them had texted, hey guys, I need prayer, I'm about to leave the house because my wife is kicking me out and just things aren't going great. And they... And they immediately set up a group call. I think one of them got on a plane to fly over there, and they said, it'll be over our cold, dead bodies that you let your marriage disintegrate in that manner. Uh-uh, yeah. get back in that house and fight for your marriage. And and I'm like, that's not normally how that conversation goes. But everybody yeah. needs that kind of encouragement to pray with people. And also, because um, he said it, <laughs> it was great. He said, everybody needs a friend to every now and then pat him on the shoulder and every now and then to put a foot right up there behind. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, yep. yes, absolutely. So, but, um, you know, the entire thing is, is, is scary. Someone pointed out a, uh, a book that goes in a lot of seminaries for, it's called, I think it's called dangerous calling. And on the back, it gives, you know, pastors given the endorsement for the book and just how yeah. dangerous a ministry is because it is, um, and yeah. it's of the five names on there, three of them have fallen out or had a great moral failure. Yeah, and it's just it—it it was a haunting back page of that book. So, do we ever? How do I? Oh, how can we test our faith or get through the test? Because I think all of us are going to get to that point that culture and our faith smacks up against each other. Yeah. Um, from, from what I can tell based on Joshua Harris's Instagram post, yeah, that was a big part is his faith and his culture smashed into each other and he had to pick. Mm -hmm. So yeah. how do we, how do we do that? I mean, that's a great question that I think is kind of, I think you kind of mentioned it before. I think what it is, is you truly have to dig deep. Your roots need to be deep. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what is so important about studying the Bible and theology, like you were mm -hmm. saying, which a lot of people kind of like shy away and like, oh, I'm not smart. I that's can't do that. That's for the pastor. It's yeah. not. I mean, it is. It's, a, it's, it's something for the pastor, but it's also for you too. It's something that, yeah, we all should do. We should all dig deep. And uh, and that is something that not only helps firm our faith, but also helps um, our relationship with Jesus. Like, by mm -hmm. studying the Word, you're going to go grow closer to Jesus because you're knowing more about Him and knowing more about, um, you know, the Bible to guide you where mm -hmm. to go. And... Also, like I said, you know, getting those roots deep because mm -hmm. when the uh, I'll use a palm tree example. When the hurricane comes, if you're a if you're a you know shallowed tree, I mean you're you're mm -hmm. gonna fall. Um, and if your faith is old, then you know your branches are gonna shake and break, shake and break. But like a palm tree, you know, they they will they'll bend. Right. They'll be tested, but. Right. Um, in the end, they they're still standing, and I think mm -hmm. it's it's truly. I mean, I hate using those kind of metaphors that 
but I think that's kind of oh, a really cliches. good one. It's like you you need to um, you need to completely structure yourself to be able to take a hit, and that's what mm-hmm. I think. Like you were saying, Joshua right. Harris being pushed like that so young, he didn't have those roots, and when that came, I mean, it hit him down. I don't think he had the testing. The odd thing is he had the roots. I think it, it was it was the soil he planted in. I know that that's like I'm dumb for arguing a metaphor. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I get What do it. you mean by that? That's well, it's kind of the the casting a seed parable talking about, you know, if if it's just shallow dirt, it's it's going to get plucked up. Um there there was part of the tilling process that didn't happen there was it wasn't firm it was just loose well yeah but you like know? what does that translate to in reality oh in in reality <laughs> yeah um we can go metaphors all day the man had it was all fine i'm not trying to say he never had any problems but i think when these problems of faith came that questioned his faith as a person, as a human, and and that he understood that some of the things he had said had hurt people in a, a real and actual manner, uh, specific his book, that he, he told people, hey, um, I'm taking that book off the shelf. I can't recall 30 million copies because I can't, but I don't buy into a lot of the philosophy of that book. T- to be honest... I kind of agree with him on that too. There were parts of that that had damaged a lot of people based on this um, over Christianese type of dating style. You know, only date if you're married. Hmm. How'd that work? <laughs> you know, like I, I mean, that's an oversimplification, but that is that was kind of the premise of the book: is that dating is evil. Um, again, oversimplification. It's actually a fairly de- a fairly decent book. I say go check it out if you can find a copy. Which good luck. Um, but it's it was there is something about an old pastor that has a limp mm-hmm. that's trustworthy. You know that they've been through something that they've been injured almost and are still there. Yeah, because at that point. If I've been attacked and injured and I'm still trusting God at the end, I think that's kind of the thing it tells us that we are not just conquerors, we're more than conquerors. Yeah. You know, that uh, that even the attacks of death can't take us down because of the Christ who lives inside of us. Yeah. I think that's, you know, the older pastor instead of these guys that are 20s and have the sleek haircut and the, you know, Gucci shoes and all that. All that's fine, but I don't think they've hit that crisis. And I think that crisis, that defines them as a person, as a human, as a pastor, as a father, as all those things, because it shows us who they are. And I think Joshua, he got to that crisis. So in in the meantime, for us to prepare, because I think all of us do get to that crisis, and and I've had some uh, messed up stuff in my church past. I've had a lot of messed up stuff, mm-hmm. and I still don't think I've hit the full crisis yet. And so to to prepare that, to till the soil, yeah. to toughen it up, it's engage the scriptures, study it more than ever. And then at some point, it's it's the shield of faith. 
that I'm just trusting God that as the fiery arrows come, that I hide behind faith, not because I have all the answers or understand everything, but because God can handle it. Yeah. No, it's true. And Mike I, drop. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think another aspect of this whole thing is community and mm-hmm. like seriously build up a, a group of people around you that will point out your errors mm-hmm. because that is, that's something crazy, crazy mm-hmm. important because the moment that happens, it's going to be a lot harder if you don't have anyone there telling right. you truth, like speaking truth. Right. Um, and so like you, you can have a church family, but I think we all know that you need those, those specific people. And I right. know it, you know what I'm talking about. Those people who keep you, keep you accountable who aren't afraid to call out your bullcrap and just that they're there to point you in the right direction. Right. And that's super important. Even if it's just one person, like you need to find that person because it's just crazy important on top right. of all this. Because that could put be... put the hand on in prayer and the foot on and... <laughs> the, the butt. The boot of fellowship. <laughs> like, yeah. The steel-toed boot of fellowship and accountability. Yeah. But, I mean... Is it's crazy and it's scary, right. all this stuff, but right. it's basically I, just prepare yourself for yeah. the storm. And, I mean, doubt, you know, it, there, well, here, I'll say this. The question of perseverance of the saints, um, did he have an authentic faith or did he fall away? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I, sincerely don't think that that's our job to know. No. But the question we can ask is, how are we? Yeah. No, that's seriously, that is actually this whole thing. I know you said it kind of like scared you a bit, but I've like seriously been been like shook and kind of like scared for myself and really kind of like, I made sure I reconsidered everything. I, uh, you know, counted right. all my, counted all my chips. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a poker term. I just made that up. Count all your chips. All right. <laughs> it's not a thing, but I just made it up. So boom, count all your chips. And but like seriously, I, I like, and I told you I kind mm-hmm. of uh, spent all like one half of a Saturday just kind of mm-hmm. infusing myself with the word and. Mm-hmm. Really, because like this whole thing did scare me, and I want to yeah. make sure this is not just a right me, you right. know, playing the doing doing the motions. I just, mm-hmm. I, it's, I, it's yeah, it's, it's scary. One thing to say this could be me, and I mean, I oh, that's a healthy question. I think all of us have to ask. Yeah. Or, I guess that's not a question. That's a statement. That's a healthy statement. All of us have a need to ask is is, you know, this could be me. Um, and then, but but don't please please don't stay there. If mm-hmm. that's the statement of, you know, could this be me? If if that's the question being asked, well, could this be me? The the best thing you can do at that point is say heck no, and then go as hard and as fast as you can yeah. to pursue God with everything that you have. I mean, spiritual giants didn't get there because they prayed a prayer one time and then they're giants now. They yeah. 
labored they their blood sweat and tears i mean go through church history there's some really great stories of these giants that spent so much time in the a word of God that as they're being a martyred, they're quoting scripture instead. I mean, yeah. even the first uh, a martyr, uh, Stephen, in in the Bible, uh, this man knows he's going to die. And instead of saying, it's like, please don't kill me, please don't kill me, this man preached a sermon and then they killed him. He's like, if I'm going out, I'm going out in the word of God because it's the power to save man, you know, this, this. Exactly. He, he took the Pharisees through scripture which is super insulting because <laughs> they're like, yeah, I memorized it. I got it. And he took them through it and said, and all of that's pointing to Jesus and you're dumb for not realizing it. Stab me, please. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like that's the kind of baller gangster move. I hope to get to one day if I can get in my Bible and pray hard and do all that. It's not that I'm saved by that, but I'm doing it because I am saved. Yeah. And that's like the thing that I went through. I first, when I kind of was thinking about this whole thing, I kind of looked at the people around me, and I was like, you know, looked mm-hmm. at myself. And I think that's mm-hmm. what you need to do. The moment you ask that question, like you said, heck no. Heck no. Go after it. Heck I mean, no, we won't read go. the Bible, yeah. pray, yeah. because it's, it's really, it's up to you. And, uh, I mean, I do believe that there is predestination involved and all that stuff but we don't know we really don't and here here's i think that we for every theological opinion or topic i have two opinions one is the public opinion that i give and the other is the non-public opinion i talk and debate on over and over for predestination here's here's my public opinion at the end some people will be on the right some people are going to be on the left be on the right. Why is the right the right side? I don't know. Why isn't I picked the left one. the right side. Some people will be wheat. Some people are chaff. Can they change if they are wheat or chaff? No. But <laughs> live like wheat. Yeah. And let God sort out that other part. <laughs> yeah. Because at the end, I'm either going to be there or I'm not there. And that's just kind of where it is. I think those, live as if I'm there. Those people who choose the other side of it mm-hmm. are, uh, I mean, that's you kind of stealing your fate in a way. Yeah. You know, like if you if you do ask this question, am I am I truly a Christian? Do I truly uh, mm-hmm. am I truly running after mm-hmm. Jesus? Um, the moment you ask that question, if you're mm-hmm. like. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to live my life now. Right. That's not a good thing. But right. I think the people who are determined, no matter what, if you're determined, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> you know, that all right, That always bugged me. This is kind of on topic or off topic. People always said they were, like, taking time off church to figure out the whole God thing. And I'm like... No. Okay. No, no, all right. No. All right. Hold uh, on. Yeah. I'll entertain that thought for a bit. Okay. You're kind of feeling... it. As if, you know, you're not fitting into the church and trying to figure out if God is actually true or not or an actual thing. Sure, because I think some people need to do that. Sure. All right. I don't encourage that. I'm going to concede I genuinely that. don't encourage I, I don't either. But no, I'm, no. Yeah. yeah. What scenario? No, I don't think that there's any scenario. I'm going to scenario. concede that. I'm going to mm, concede it. I disagree. <laughs> so, so and, and the thing I ask them is, okay, if I'm conceding that and I don't enjoy that I'm conceding that, what are you doing 
to find, prove, test, or confirm God? And the answer always was, I'm just taking some time off to think about it. Cool. When are you thinking about it? Well, I don't know. I just haven't picked a time. Cool. Pick a time. Do you want to think now? I got time. Think think now. That's why I disagree. You should not leave the church. And if you see anyone do that... right. But don't let but them it's, leave. It's an excuse. That's kind of the thing I'm 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 trying to say. If yeah. if I'm trying to ask questions about God, ask to God or to people that have an understanding of God. Don't just pull this a garbage of. Well, I'm just going to think it out in my own head. You know, the yeah. same place that all the doubts are. Um, I'm going to be in there. You know, fine. That's stupid. No, yeah. I'm sorry. It's stupid. I've seen way too many people do that, and I'm way too many people are not Christians time? anymore, and it's right. super. It's sad to see. Right. Like I went. I'm just taking time off. How much my time? A church, week? Two weeks? There was someone who is on staff who did that, and it scared the crap out of me for a while because mm-hmm. they said that and they're like, "Hey, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore." Um. I'm stepping down and I'm going to step mm-hmm. away and, you know, just reconsider everything. And the moment they said that, I knew that that was it. And that's the sad thing about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, genuinely, like yeah. it, all of this scares me. Are we? In a good are we way. allowed to talk about that? Uh, I mean, I didn't mention any names. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Jessica, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> If that's actually it, I'm so sorry. No, it's not. (laughs) It's Jessica. You're safe. Tiffany, you know what you did. But, anyways, and I on the opposite end of that, I've seen people who are on staff who like took a step further in their faith, Mm -hmm. and that's cool. And I think in the middle of crisis too. I mean, it's scary. Well, not even that, Mm -hmm. but like they were just. It was a beach baptism. Joey mentioned Mm -hmm. this on a Sunday, but. He was actually, oh, yeah. he was actually oh, someone I was filming with, he, yeah. like, because we were filming baptism. I was right. A camera, he was B camera. And apparently after, I mean, I wasn't around right. for it, but he was like, talked to one of the pastors, and he's like, hey, I've never been baptized, and I feel like I'm we're, called to make that step now. We're doing it today, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's another thing that's scary and cool. I'm not saying that just because you're not baptized doesn't mean you can be on leadership in a church, but it's still... You know, it's cool to see mm-hmm. the other side of it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, because it's easy to focus on the negative side of everything and see all of these mm-hmm. people falling away. Right. Although we should be praying for them. Absolutely. But focus on the wins in the yeah. kingdom of heaven also because yeah. it's it's a big thing. Yeah. <sighs> so, again, in longer conclusion, leave Joshua Harris alone and pray for him. Yeah. Stop sending. It's stop, genuinely up to God. I don't know. Him. Can I stop sending him hate mail? Like, friggin'. All right. Sorry. He said that a little bit, and I'm like, well, that's really. That's dumb. I'm sorry. That's dumb. Yeah. Don't send someone who's having a spiritual crisis hate mail saying how much you hate them. Yeah. Why do we have to say these things? That's like. Why am right. I the crazy one right. for the. Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean. It's a scary, tricky thing, but, yeah. Well, um, I have to be positive and upbeat. Do you have a joke? (laughs) I don't have anything. You don't have to end on a positive note. This headache is still pounding. Check us out on Facebook and uh, Instagram, 
and at Nobody Special Podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can ask us questions um, in our DM, or you can go to thegospelpost.com. Slash Slide nobody's. right in. And you slash nobody special. And then you can go to our little question. Nope. Go to our question box and ask us questions or just say hello. Like, seriously. It's, uh, we, we genuinely, we love to hear from you guys. No matter if you're just saying hello or if you have an awesome question for us. There's no questions that are too dumb or anything like that. Because you've seen how we act. <laughs> Caleb, you know doubt. you want to hear this story real what? quick. All right. I, had someone, I just want to finish that because you're about to interrupt me. <laughs> slide, well, because someone tried to like slide into my DMs. Yeah? Kind of. Pretty sure it was either a robot or someone who was after my credit card info. And they started talking to me. And I was like, like hey, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, funny you should ask. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, I am actually a children's pastor at a church. And uh, actually, no, this it, it was a while ago. I told him, like, I'm a pastor. I'm working at a Christian college. And this thing that you're doing, you don't have to do it. Because by the power of Christ, you know, you've been set free from this kind of thing. And I'm like, boy, I bet they weren't expecting that when they're like... <laughs> Twitter botting random names. Yeah. Know? So I just, it was funny. Wow. Yeah. That's the only thing that's going to slide into your DMs. Uh, yeah, no, that's, a bot. No, that is, that is correct. I'm just kidding, Danny. I'm just kidding. You're but you're so not awesome. wrong. You're so, so awesome. um, <laughs> yeah, website, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Come say hi. We love you guys. Share the show. Yeah. That, seriously, that's super helpful. Um, as embarrassing as it might be, you should share the show. Um, just go ahead and say you should listen to this podcast. It sucks though. Also, <laughs> you should uh, check out our YouTube because I'm trying to think of it. Also, here we go. This is something visual that I bought my first pair of jeans. They look ridiculous. And, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Danny was is kind it, of shook. But if you want to see me, I'm holding my leg pants. up. I'm holding my leg up. If you want to see it, check out the YouTube. Because it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know why, but it is uncomfortable. Well, thanks, Danny. Thanks for I don't know why it's feel... uncomfortable. It's just... You know, they're, um, they're... I might just return them. They're like <laughs> regular human genes. Yeah. Which is a accidental insult that I didn't really mean right there, and I regular apologize. Regular human genes. Hey, Caleb, we've been going on for too long. Do we want to land this? Yeah, I, I think that's going to do it for us today and, and your normal jeans. They're not even like skinny jeans. They're just jeans. Wow. They're just jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I do have, I did get a skinny pair. I had a feeling. Well, it's not like skin tight because I'm not a part of a Christian band. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> um. Okay. We're, this has gone on for too long. Thanks for tuning in <laughs> to our show. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. I'm Danny. We need to come, one, real quick, oh. I'm going to end it just because I know it's going to annoy you too. <laughs> we need to come up with a better end thing because we say the same thing every time. Yeah. It's called branding. Well, no, not that part. This is, you, a, you this always is the discussion say, we have after the podcast. Well, that's going to do it for us so today. We... That's, that's the part I'm talking about. We enjoyed talking, um, and I hope that you guys learned something. For uh, from this podcast, it's I'm harder Caleb. than it looks, doesn't it? It's I'm Caleb and I'm Danny, <laughs> and this is nobody special. special. It's harder than it looks, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>